0: Recorded live. Oh my god, what happened? Oh, we're back. We are back. We are back. We, are back. we, are back cause, uh, we had to take a quick commercial break, pause break, technical, technical difficulties. I don't know. We had to pause for a moment to do stuff. But we are back. Uh, yes. We had to find out what movie we we're going to watch. Commercial signs! Commercial signs! Anyways. Uh, we are back. We just finished talking about Man's Best Friend. We're going to move on to the the third movie in our our uh, our triple bill tonight, uh, which is Warren. So I'm gonna turn it over to Warren. Please take it away. I'm not gonna do this very well because my memory is shit. But all right. So the third movie is a French film from I believe it was 1989. Uh, called Baxter or Baxter if you're French, Baxter, yeah. as we often hear throughout the movie Baxter. Uh, so this movie starts out. We've got like some kind of dark, weird images of a dog barking and like cages, and then the voiceover starts, and it is this really deep, cold serial killer sounding voice, and we quickly realize that we are hearing the thoughts of a dog, the titular dog Baxter. Baxter wants to have a purpose in life. Like, when I said earlier that he thinks like a human, that wasn't really correct. It's, it's a dog that thinks like a dog but has the ability to express those thoughts in English. Well, French. But English if you have subtitles. And so he is first taken from this pound kind of place and given to an old woman on behalf of a jaded daughter of the old woman. The old woman doesn't want the dog. She's scared of it. And, you know, as we know, dogs respond a certain way to fear. And uh, he doesn't like being there. He feels like he is dominant in the situation. And what that leads to is a very animalistic impulse to destroy something. And we find that he wants to get rid of the old woman and be with a couple across the street who copulates frequently in a very pleasant way to this dog, which has some interesting implications. Uh, And from there, I mean, the dog just is switching around between places and, like, having its its dramas between uh, the humans it's interacting with. And beneath the violent urge is just a dog that wants to be a dog and people who don't know how to give it the kind of life that it needs. And part of that is a comment on the, you know, the French society at the time, uh, not really being in touch with the animal instinct. I feel like that was a a strong theme throughout it. Um, One of the people that the talk ends up with is this young boy who has an obsession with uh, Hitler. And the young boy proves to be the most similar in mindset to the dog, and they have kind of a rollicking good time for a while until uh, a young woman enters the picture and takes his attention away from what the dog thinks is what should matter to a being. Uh, and I'm losing my way, so I'm going to uh, turn it how, how, how did you come across this movie? I came up, well, I don't even remember.
1: I don't know. I think what it was
0: is I watched Baby Blood, which is this French movie that also has, like, this dark uh, voiceover, except in that it's like the voice of the alien fetus thing, which is a really good double for this movie. So if anyone enjoyed Baxter, I really recommend watching Baby Blood. Uh,
1: but it was just like some internet
0: thing, and I was like, oh. I remember seeing that VHS cover went on a Kid and wondering like, what the hell is this? What, what breed is that? I forget. Uh, bull Terrier what's this bull terrier with like the cartoonish uh, thought bubble over his head? It's just one of those movies that I was curious about as a kid, could not rent, and then finally got to see later in my 20s. And rather enjoyed. So I saw it probably like five, six years ago. I I remembered really liking it. And so when the topic for the reunion show came up and I was trying to think of like other things with dogs, the first thing that I wanted to do was Death Machine, which was a machine, as a dog. But then I couldn't remember if we had done it in a previous episode. I checked and it didn't look like we had, but I feel like we watched it independently. We watched it in movie night. Okay. There is like this full two-hour cut that's 20 minutes longer than the British cut, which I watched in preparation. And it, it was a better movie, but it did that thing that we talked about earlier where like characters are named after horror movie directors, and I was just like, uh, I don't know if I don't want to put everyone through this. Even though I do like it, and it has great um, uh, Brad Dourif. Anyway, getting off topic there. So I thought, all right, here's this dog movie that's also a horror movie. Not really remembering that it. it was more of a drama, slash black comedy. Uh, and then once I had suggested that and cemented it, uh, I went back and watched it, and I thought, fuck, these guys are going to hate it. <laughs> So, with that in mind, let's hear your respective reactions. Uh, I I did not hate this. Uh, I
1: think on Letterboxd
0: I gave it the lowest like the lowest star rating, but I I have not been able to stop thinking about it. It is, I would say it's kind of an existential horror movie about what it is to be, uh, well, not just a dog, but a person trying to figure out who you are in this world and the forces acting upon you like you uh, that cute girl who suddenly decides to take an interest in you or her weird dad, or your dad, or those people across the street, or your grandmother dying, like, you know, weird things happening in your life. That Finding a stack of Hitler magazine, of Nazi magazines in a dump, and be like, hey, these are kind of cool looking, and looking through them, and just suddenly that's what you want to do with your life. You want to make a Hitler-esque bunker in a junkyard. Uh, so I will say this. When I started watching this, and I was like, oh, this dog is kind of, he doesn't like humans or he doesn't like this old lady, so it's fear on her, and he doesn't want to be around her. And at the same time, there's a parallel story about this kid finding these magazines about Hitler and kind of starting to idolize him. I really thought that the twist at the end of the movie could be Baxter was the reincarnation of Hitler as a dog, and that was going to be a thing. I was like, oh, man, this is a crazy movie. But where it went was somewhere completely different, and I enjoyed it. I do think it was the roughest watch for me is because there's – it seems it's animal violence in this, but I'm like, ah, oh, I don't like watching this dog get hit with a stick. That is too much. Or, oh, that dog got hit in the face with something. I don't like that. That makes me feel weird. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've told several people about this, and nobody believes me that it's a movie. So it's uh, I, I want to go back and rewatch it again. I probably will rewatch it again inside October, just because it's been a around in my head as a very – I don't know. Like, I feel somebody could take it again and cut it down. It's like that's an episode of The Twilight Zone or an Outer Limits episode. If you cut it down to an hour, it has this weird, almost figure eight motion where the dog goes through this arc of being in a situation and like, oh, this isn't good, but across the street that's better. If I change my situation here, I can go across the street. Across the street will want me. And the kid goes through the cycle of being like, well, I'm here now. I don't really like this. Across the street looks nice. What happens when I change my situation here? And that's how it, it ends, so it's a weird I don't
1: know, I, I enjoyed
0: it quite a bit. I I was not expecting to A be French and B be what it was. Oh no. The Hitler kid really threw me for a loop. I was like, This is not a dog that kills old people, right? What's this Hitler kid doing? <laughs> Why is he just playing around in this dump? Why does that guy dump this stuff here and not care about this kid's that dump? But it it's really enjoyable. What about you greg well when you when you uh, Baxter and I, I looked it up and I saw the the poster I thought that looks familiar, but I don't know why and i probably I still don't know why it could be I'm just remembering Spoke McKenzie. Um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of also <laughs> what I thought it was like the spoke McKenzie documentary, <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but uh but then I started watching it and just was going, oh, it's French. Um, and then got to the director and a Jacques Audiard. And I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, Jacques Audiard. I really love two of his movies that I've seen. Um, one is a remake of James Toback's Fingers called The Beat That My Heart Skipped from about like 2005. I did not realize those were the same guy. It's a, really, it's a really wonderful movie. And then a few years before that, he made a movie with... Uh, Oh, I'm forgetting his name right now. French guy who's in all those French movies. Yeah. Uh, Jean, Jean Renaud? Yeah. You know, uh, He's like, he like the French John Hawks. Um, I can't remember his name. But, um, and then Emmanuel Devos. so I don't know if you guys like, know her at all. She's really wonderful French actress, really beautiful.
1: Um, It's called Read My
0: Lips. And it's also a really wonderful, sad, beautiful... Thriller. Vincent Cassell is one. Oh. Yeah. and um, and that's a movie where she's a, like a lonely heart, and she gets taken in by this con man, and they're going to perform a crime, but they end up actually kind of falling in love. Really wonderful movie. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm, and then he, I, he I, supposedly it's amazing. I didn't see it. I keep meaning to see it. It's called A Prophet. That he made a few years ago. Five, it five, true five true years true. ago. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, "Well, I'm down. This is great. Uh, I always, always, always wanted to track down more of this guy's work. And uh, and it is absolutely in line with those other two movies. Um, it's 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 it's, 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 it's an exercise in tone. Um, and um, the way it makes you feel." Um, and you know talking about yeah there's things in it with like a dog being hit or animal cruelty or things like this but it's not out of place with the tone of the movie it's not out of place with what else happens in the movie oh no it's it belongs in the movie and it can be really rough like there's a, a movie And so you see that in the movie and it's hard to watch what it's supposed to be. I'm only, I'm only happy the few moments of the day when I'm outside and rubbing, rubbing my nose in the earth. And I thought, like, oh, my cat wants to go outside all the time, but it's cold out, so we don't let him. And he cries. Um, like, and, and he feels whatever he feels unapologetically. I'd like to kill a bird, you know. What I mean? I, I mean, yeah. Um, there's innocence to his thoughts, however dark they may be at times. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I found what was found it affected me with the ending was that at the end of the movie that this seemed like a reveal to me. that Baxter is not—he's not like an evil dog or anything He's just—he's a dog. He's actually a really good dog. He's a good boy. He immediately obeys the commands that he's been taught to understand, and is like, "Yep." He he calls, and I can't—I can't help myself. I have to stop and do this, even though it's going to cost him his life. He's going to obey, and that's going to be his undoing. But he's a good dog. He does what he's like. like that, that's a good dog. He's a slave to his nature. Yes. He can't escape it. it and it's the type of thing where, like, the dog and man's best friend is this crazy genetic dog who's gone insane. and you have been told that, you know, he. He's a madman on the loose. But the other dog, like, I don't know, that's a normal dog. That's every dog you see walking down the street. It's just, you hear his thoughts now. For me, that seems to be the the point of the movie, which is the dog is the dog. He's not good, he's not bad. That is what dogs are. And so the old lady is not good or bad. She is what she is. The kid who is a burgeoning serial killer, as we might expect, or something like that, He's not good or bad. He just is what he is. He is his own nature. He cannot help be the way he is, but he be. We might look at him 30 years later when he's killed 10 women or whatever it might occur to the child, happen to the child, and say he's be well. But he's not. He's just one of us. He's a human. In other words, Hitler was a human. In other words, what, what, what existed in Hitler's heart exists in the heart of all man. It's yeah. something we are capable of. Yeah. Uh, it seems I'm reading too much into it, but nope, that's that's not what I felt, and and, you know, one of the things that struck me most was well, one of the things I thought it was setting out to do was illustrating the conflict that exists naturally between beings that are so different as that, Uh, and specifically how society has shaped uh, some of the human personalities to be something that the dog clashes with. One of the things that I thought was a really nice detail that you, you touched on was when the dog, at least twice during the movie, maybe more than that, he talks about how much he enjoys the smell of the earth. And as soon as he said that, like, I had that, like, immediate sensory recall where I could remember, like, sticking a shovel in the ground and pulling it up and, like, knowing that earthy smell. Of it. I, don't, I don't know if it's a smell that I could say that I like, but it is something that takes me to a certain place. and It's like, oh, yeah, earth. It is something to me. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. It me to, to. To. I know that. You yeah. that it's And. She was crazy about that Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I dug it. I thought it was really it was really great. despite um, It's not more well known. Uh, it doesn't seem to be very well available. Uh. Oh, I think. I know James and I maybe you as well watched it on are you in a VHS paper? But we watched it on YouTube. Oh I have the D V D and it's marketed in such a way that makes it look like it's more important. Maybe it's like the this like intense barking space with I think there might even be like blood on his on his mouth and it's like this uh text above it. So
1: not at all like
0: the VHS cover, which is a little more illustrative, I think, of the tone that you get. That's that's kinda of like the exact opposite of what what Baxter is in that movie. There's a scene where he throws the, the kid in the pit and starts demanding Baxter kill, him, and Baxter's going to you don't understand me at all, kid. I don't kill for no reason. I have purpose behind my killing. There's, you know, there's, I, I'm not just going to do what you ask me to do when it comes to killing a small child. Yeah. You, I, I, it might have been in my mind anyway, and that's kind of why I associated it, with it, but you know what it kind of reminded me of in a certain way was parents. Hmm. When you watch it, and you're like, oh, this isn't a genre movie, it's an art film. Hmm. It's a weird dream film. itself um, I think there was a little bit of that.
1: Although, and I love
0: the photography. Yeah. It's got that great, very naturalistic, sort of dreary, rainy, French um, photography that, especially in, like, what like we were talking about, those rover films, they yeah. all look great like that. Yeah. They all look wonderful like that. I enjoyed this much more than Parents, so. It just, it's think, better than Parents. Yes, yeah. far better. Uh, it's different. I don't know. I mean, this doesn't have Randy Quaid, so. No, it does not have Randy Quaid. It's instantly a very different movie. Yes. I think he did the dub for Baxter, like he was the voice of Baxter in the American dub, so. They just did it as Cousin Eddie Yeah. Cheers, <laughs> I don't know what that old woman does behind the bathroom door, but it stinks. Um. Yeah, this I definitely have not been able to stop thinking about this movie since I watched it. It's just I don't know. Much like most, most of the things you've shown me, I haven't seen anything else like it, and it's just been sitting there. Like, what
1: what did I see?
0: I need to go back and rewatch that again just to to fully process it again. Well, I'm really glad it was a positive thing because it's like immediately after I committed to it, I was like, this is not really the right choice. It doesn't really fit the spirit of what I thought we were trying to do, but I don't know. No, it's fine. I think it's, um, as much as it's fun to say one thing leads to another, there's also a thing where it's like, well, I want to watch three of the same movies. Yeah. Um, and we didn't. Yeah, no, no, we cannot say really we three of the same movies. They're all very yeah, good. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I really like. Baxter as a capper to all of it because you know, after watching those three movies, it did, did make you sit back and kind of think about my own life. What am I doing with my life? Yeah. It uh, which that's that's good. I don't know. It made me sad for a while, but I guess it's always a great thing. Anytime you can feel something. <laughs> it's just, honestly, I mean that's one. Any time you can, you can feel something the movie makes you feel something the other otherwise you wouldn't have felt. More often than not that can be exhilaration, but when it's especially if it's an emotion you don't know you don't you don't know what it, what it is. You yeah how you're feeling. That's good. It's really good. Uh this is gonna sound weird. One of the things that I connect with the most in Baxter is uh the kid sitting on just sitting on a bus and then having somebody new sitting next to you and be like, "Who are you? Why are you sitting next to me?" Mm-hmm. Just that awkwardness of, I like I don't know. For some reason, it captured that really well. Riding a bus to school. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's doing a too. Well. So you know that. I I really found the um, the young couple uh, touching to watch. Yeah. Uh, that was beautiful. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed the moment where it cuts the cuts the black and back. She goes, "I've been lied to." She smells differently now. She smells like two things. Oh, and yeah. It just started like, "Oh, she's pregnant now." Of course, that's going to happen in this relationship. Sickness. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was just going to say. It refers to uh, the pregnancy and some kind of illness. When they show them the baby, it's like I thought they were ashamed of it. Can't do anything. I thought they were gonna to apologize to me. What is it? They seem to love it. Yeah, and then he reprises the emotion after
1: he, was he has the other dog.
0: And yes, it's interesting to hear his response. Like, oh, these are kind of But then he's still upset later after the kid kills it. Finds them. Find That's when he turns on the kid. They realize he realizes that his master murdered his offspring. He says something about like. I have no respect for them, and yet I love them, or something like that. They're just yeah. creatures, and yet, something like that. Yeah. Which uh, it was nice to see some consensual dog sex after the implied dog rape of man's best friend. <laughs> Even though it was scored with they call it puppy love, it's still dog rape. There was there was um, you know beast on beast sex in each one of these three movies. That's that's that the thing. Like, oh, yeah. God damn it! That's, that's the theme. Another true line. We found it. Uh, what are the thoughts you guys have on Baxter? What uh, What are the thoughts you have on this this triple feature we came up with? Our reunion show. What is it? What yeah, the, the triple feature is if you found three any three other people in the world and asked them to do the same exercise, they wouldn't come up with the same No, no. I I doubt. I mean, I think it would be likely the the Howells might be Once being in the same place. Nope. We had been probably mere months before. Uh, so this is the first time that we've ever sat in, in one place and talked about our movies. And that's, I'm glad that that finally happened. Like, yeah. Me too. Right. It was, the right right. Thing. It was true. true. Well, it was an extension of, because when we were all living in Laramie, we would have a movie night, right? Yeah. yeah. And it would be programmed by somebody, and it would be a double feature. And it would be, I'm going to show you X and Y. Yeah, and there are some good ones in there. Yeah, one way, I really enjoyed showing you guys um, uh, sorority babes in the slime ball, Bolarama, and uh, Night of the Demons. Oh, Night oh, of the Demons. That was fun. And then you showed us Ride to High Country. Oh, um, I did. I did show you guys Ride to High Country. Those were great. Uh, I can remember watching uh, Night of the Demons, and you guys were both excited when the name it. Quigley came up like, Who's the namelet Cut to a shot of a girl's ass, you both go, "That's when it No better introduction. Yeah. It was just like it was like somebody had pre-planned that bit. You guys had pre-planned that. And you're like, we're well, we'll gonna do this, to James, and both at the same time. Come yeah, on, I think brothers. there were things that I just I there are there are things that I just um, I know I ought to watch. Don't, but they aren't. Wait, I think did you show us Tromeo Juliet*? I think so. yeah, um, you know, and I'm not a guy who will watch every trauma movie, but I'm also of the personality that said like, oh, you should see some of them, yeah. so that you can have, an, you know, what you're talking about, yeah. you know, um, you know. And of course, that that was like, uh, I don't think that was that might have been my introduction to trauma, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've seen maybe 10 more movies I think that's my introduction to early James Gunn yeah I've been like oh he did stuff before Slither and Dawn of the Dead yeah and he was busy in trouble for a while and now he's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 he's directing one of the biggest franchises there is yeah it's like a Peter Jackson kind of mm-hmm. yes and he still made those uh, PG porn parody things that were pretty good With Michael Rosenbaum and some of his other friends yeah this is probably interesting to like no one who would ever listen, but what movies were we watching when you farted? You farted on Craig and you got really mad? <laughs> oh, well, Craig, Craig, the night that Craig came over, he brought over Cloak and Dagger. Yes. And I don't know what. Nine to five. Yeah. 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 Dabby Coleman double feature. Yeah. Oh my God, I thought he was going to stab me. Uh, I feel so bad about that. Oh, so bad. He said something about wanting to know what the inside of this one girl felt like and it was in front of Caroline and like, she was uncomfortable and you were like, dude, why Why would you say that right now? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I remember watching uh, oh, Vigilante and something else. The adult feature, there was a kid who got shot in the shower. Vigilante might have been me. It was, it was you. I remember it was you. I don't know what I paired it with. Though. It, I think it was original Gangsters. Yeah, okay, that yeah. sounds right. Larry Cullen double feature. Yeah, that, I missed it with double feature. That was a lot of fun to do. Uh, yeah, I don't. Know I can't remember any of the ones I presented. I remember watching uh, the extended cut of Death Proof one night afterwards after work because we had to drive down to uh, Fort Collins to go buy. Oh yeah, buy yes. the ten uh, special. Yeah. The take two-hour lunch break and go buy. Well, I remember. I remember Warren and I just were like, "Fuck work." One <laughs> day, and rented uh, oh, a truck God. or not a truck like a van, like a bus, like a like a church bus. <laughs> Am I right? Like a church bus, but without any of the seats in it. Or did we take this book out, fifteen foot long van with no seats? And drove down to this movie or not even a movie theater. I guess it was just like an old theater, like a stage theater or like what exactly it was. Yeah, and and they were selling off these movie theaters. And I had those for a long time. Do you still have yours? I I had them up until about two years ago. They didn't have a place in the house I was sharing with my partner, and so I had to set them outside. Some local stray cats just all over them, and i was <laughs> just like, I'm so tired of lugging these things around. Uh, they, were not worth a, they were such a suck every time <laughs> you to take them. Because you didn't want to take them apart because they sucked to put back together. But I had to, and I, I did that at least three times, and it was such a pain in the ass. They were so cool. Most people who came over to my place hated them. They were like, why do you have those? They're stupid. They're uncomfortable. For a long time, I only had those I'm on my couch. <laughs> it made it really hard to hang out with people or to get close to a girl. Uh, that Those seats totally cock-blocked several times. See, I had those seats, and that's all I had for a while, too. Uh, but I'm going to lay down occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying to make it work on them, too. Like, two, one of these, and it was just not going to happen. Uh, that was a good day, though, but we got in trouble. I think. No, we didn't, didn't we? I didn't get in trouble. Oh, I thought someone realized we were gone, like, Burl realized we were gone and got mad, but maybe that didn't happen. Maybe I don't I think so. No, well, yeah. I think Elise gave us some shit about it, maybe. But, yeah. I don't like, no care. Like <laughs> <laughs> um different era. It was a weird time. And I mean, this whole thing was born of that time. So coming back to it now is weird because I I just feel like I'm in such a different place in my life. To reconnect with that just brings up so many weird uh, things. It was a very strange transitional point in my life, like exiting a food service college life and going to a real job situation but well, living in Laramie for a year. Yeah. And just, like, sometimes he, I just go, like, What are Like, you, you lived in Laramie probably longer than the rest of us. I lived there for you near know, seven, seven years. You lived there for seven years. I lived there for three years. Gross. I, I want to go back there. I like it there. It's nice and quiet. I like the. there are times in the town you look outside and you're like, is that McCready with a flare it's going on out there? It's 30 below. Oh, man, and I do not miss it. <laughs> Hey. You don't you not miss negative twenty with a wind chill of negative thirty. You're you're in Denver on like the wrong like it's sunny and warm here all the time. It was that for today. It was yesterday and the day before, and that was really great. Today, this is the first cold day we've had, really. Yeah, this is a cold pissy day today. But uh, see, so yeah, this is in. Uh, I'm trying to get the 366 movies watched this year. Howling was 346. Cheese I mean, I don't record re-watches, but my letterbox tells me I'm at, like, 151. Yeah, I mean, look, a large chunk of those are rewatches. There has been some stuff where, like, oh, I did housework all day and I watched three Bond movies. And, but. and I try to be, like, hey, I, 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 I fell asleep during the last 20 minutes, of so to Mr. Chicken, so i got to watch those 20 minutes before I yeah. get along and before I can count yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, I think I know what happened in those last 20 minutes. i just, I got to do it before first count. Yeah, I've I've stopped and started crystal Lake memories like nine times, and I'm just now getting to new beginning. So I've got to, I've got a way to work to I, really do. uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Last year, I email like every Monday now. Oh, I, I'll check that because like last year I was, I think over 500. Well, This year I'm kind of slacking. I've been too wrapped up in the projects, like I just really. Didn't. So doing last it. year, I got over 110 new release movies. In other words, I watched 110 movies released in 2015 last year. This year, I'm at like 20. I, and it includes a list of stuff like The Disappointments. I've ever gone over 10 new releases. A disappointment's room is like the name of your list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Darwin. It's, it's got not so long. So it's like not so long. The Neon Demon and the Witch are on it, and everybody wants some, and then that's it. I've only got like, so that would be the top, sort of my top ten. Uh, which would be my top ten most of this year so far? I think there's only two movies on it Star Trek and that. I just saw Don't Breathe, and then I saw Cafe Society because my mom was here. I saw Hell or High Water. Did you guys see that? There's a Hell or High Water. Fantastic. I enjoy, I really like the ending of it. I think it's a it's a, a nice, quiet ending. Yeah. There's a couple of weird continuity errors that really like shook me in the movie. Huh. Like it's where Jeff Bridges is driving the truck, and then cut to the next scene where they're in the truck, and Jeff Bridges is suddenly in the passenger seat. I'm like, wait, what happened? Uh, Did some time pass? So like, oh. I didn't even notice that. things Like if you blink, and you miss it, but it's just. I don't know, it was weird. It's great performances all around. It's a, it's a i am looking forward to that. Just blown a good sci-fi movie. Twice I've seen a movie of his and not loved it. So that might be you see Prisoners and... No, I didn't uh, see Prisoners. I saw... Um, that's the one I didn't see. I saw... Uh, Enemy? Enemy. And Sicario? Sicario. You didn't like Sicario? I didn't I, you know, I liked Enemy. I liked Sicario. the Same amount. Not enough to invest another... Another two hours? anymore. I just have so much to catch up on. Like I just you no, know, I, I feel like rewatching a movie is usually like a waste of time, even if I love it, and I wish I didn't feel that way. But that's just the way it is now, because like I, I've set my mind to like never have as many movies to watch in my house as I did at one point. I always, I always typically opt for watching something new versus watching. No, but if I do watch something I've seen before, it's usually because I got to the distance the last time I saw it, or like like I just picked up McCabe and Mrs. Nowhere today. Now, the last time I saw that was in college, and it was a, it was VHS. Ooh, that's got to be big there. So I'm really anxious to see it in scope, and I, and I remember on VHS, it had like the worst audio mix I've ever heard <laughs> on any Release I've ever heard. Now, is it the movie or is that the copy? So that's one thing I want to hear. Yeah. Uh, is if they were able to go back and remaster that early eight track Lionsgate sound that Robert Dalton um, had. Um, that's, that's one of the things I've been doing with the rewatch and using Letterboxd to kind of help me. That, that Like, a three star movie is something like, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I will rewatch this again in the future. Anything lower than that, like, alright, if I've rewatched it, that's the last time I'm going to rewatch it. I don't ever need to see it again. It's as much as I really liked, uh, I'm trying to pull something stupid here, but I can't, I don't know, my brain's locking up it's just the same Captain Ron, but I'll, you guys know me, I'll watch Captain Ron any day of the week. Right? No, I haven't seen, man, I haven't seen Captain Ron, <laughs> <laughs> you I used to watch Captain Ron all the time. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm never going to watch Captain room again. Which was, 12 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. yeah. that college? Or That'd be college. College. Oh, yeah, yeah at the college oh, that you're yeah, hanging yeah. out in Ohio, in the, yeah, the row House, Rowe. Yeah. a good punk rock house that they used to live in. Just, oh, God, that place. Thinking shithole. Or at least it was. And I think back about it now, I'm like, oh, man, how do I live like that? It was, was kind of like I was that uh, the garbage puppet from the Fraggles. It was the garbage heap. I lived yeah. inside of that. Or or kind of like the guy who lives in the closet in... Uh, uh, Real Genius? No, uh... Well, maybe they ripped it off of Real Genius. Flip that movie with Ashton Kutcher, where they're looking for his car. Dude, where's like, my car? <laughs> 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 Did you guys practice it? What's going on? God damn it! Uh, but yeah, so this kind of one thing I've been doing with Letterboxd. It's just rewatching stuff to be like, I don't know, do I ever want to give this more time in the future? If it hits a certain level, yes. If not, no. Like I probably won't rewatch The Golden Child again. I'm gonna watch, through, watch the rewatch a Golden Child. God damn it, it, it! Yes. I've never seen that. It is okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best best thing I can say about it is There. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This has been a lot of fun. I thank you guys for agreeing to do this. So, it's been my pleasure. Like, I don't know. I miss you guys. It's great to like get to do this in person. For the first yes, and this this just gabbing about movies every week, or you know, just gabbing about movies because it's fun. Yeah, I think I think, I mean, I think it, I remembered a little bit having to watch three movies in the last week. That it was it was it, it could occasionally feel like a uh, a task. Yes. Yeah, it did. um, and also I think we do after if we did thirty episodes, as you say, which I can I can hardly believe. Sixty movies. Thereabouts, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of work to, to watch movies. And it's not work, but it's work to.
1: Because usually you're on your
0: own path, right? Yeah. You're on your own journey through movies. And you don't know why you watched this last night. It just found its way into your hand, and now was the time. Now was the time to watch that, just because. You know. And you know, sometimes you have movies on your shelf, you're like, not today, but it's, you know, will be a day for it. And because uh, you don't want to force yourself, it can be work to force yourself Okay. Yeah. Now if the movie's good, you get into it and 10 minutes later you're like, you're in the right mood for whatever that movie was. Like, and I've been waiting for that movie to hit for a lot of years. <laughs> I don't know when it'll hit. It's like, someday I'll appreciate Jess Franco and I'll want to watch that. but It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sitting on and, like, this, I'm sure this is a good movie, but I've been sitting on The Eternal Return for, like, four or five years. Uh, I've been sitting on this, like, gay dramedy called Get Real for, I shit you not, I think 15 years. <laughs> just never want to watch it. And then I look at it, I think, should I just get rid of it? No, I can't, because I haven't watched it. What well, if it's a master? What if it is that yeah. it, is, it is the masterpiece? Yeah, it could be, and I... Everything has to get its day in court. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of one of the things that uh, – talking with you guys is a bit different. Here I'll give you some examples. The other day, one of my uh, employees at work – I work at a movie theater – came and said, Hey, Jay, you heard about that uh, new show Westworld that's on, on HBO? I was like, yeah, perfect." heard So, you know, it, uh, it's based off this old movie called Westworld. And Michael Crichton saw it, and that's where he got the inspiration for Jurassic Park. The other time I said, are you fucking with me right now? You know, Michael Crichton wrote Westworld, right? He, he directed Future World, the sequel to that? Yeah, other way around. He, he wrote and directed Westworld. And just wrote Future World? had nothing to do with it. Okay, whatever. I don't care. He still... It's one of the things that right yeah. You also realize that there has been a Westworld show before, from like '81 called Beyond Westworld. And I... I Well, just, you know, talking to people who don't really know much about it, Talking to you guys kind of always has been... I learn a little bit more each time. I've seen a lot of movies that I would not have seen. case uh, in point Baxter, uh, Whitnail and I. I probably I, I eventually would have maybe seen Whitnail and I, but that's one of the things I've watched it like four or five times since then and every time it's just as good. Yeah. We've gone on holiday, I must say. Oh we had a few ales. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't yeah, trust one and not another. Exactly. It's uh this has definitely expanded my it's good. I mean, that's you know, you're 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 like you know, like,
1: you also just have whatever
0: enters. Whatever, like I just watched the Magnificent Seven for the first time. Why? Because the remake came out. Now, I haven't seen the remake. Good um, luck. But um, but I was like, okay, now it's time. Now it's time to watch. You know, I've had a copy of The Great Escape on my shelves forever. Mm-hmm. I never watched it. Um, and so they just you know, but go anytime somebody can. Could introduce you to something else, or expose you to something else, it makes you that much more well-rounded. Yeah. A, uh a film. I don't know when I ever would have come to buy the High Country. I'm not a big Western guy, so there's, I could say with pretty good confidence that there's a good chance I never would have watched that in my life. So and it's and it's there's a reason that that's the one I show. Like this is the Western that you'll like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. Uh, with a wonderful score, and it's poetic. Was that around the same time that uh, Survival of the Dead was coming out? It was around that time. Yeah. I remember trying to get Sam to go... Wait, no, no. That, that was, was the diary. yeah. Okay. I just remember uh, a lot of Romero talking about the model uh, Survival of the Dead after Ride the High Country. No, it's a big, big country. Big, big country, that's it. It was a western with country, and it had a guy... <laughs> But Gregory Peck. Ride the High Country is a very special film. I uh, uh we had this cat that we loved that we ended up having to put down and I, I knew he didn't have a lot of time left. Um, uh, 'cause we be we we found out he had a good really, he had a bad ticker. Um, and in fact about two days before we ended up having to like it's we gotta go put him down because he can't breathe. Uh, he crawled up into my lap and we watched Ride the High Country again. Yeah. Oh man, so yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> And that was yeah, that was the last time you sat in my lab. It's so these you know, movies are important to people who are, movies are important. <laughs> very well said. And that's us. That is yeah, that is us. So uh yeah, thank you guys again for agreeing to do this. It's it's been a blast. Uh hopefully we don't we're only six years before doing it again. But uh anything you guys want to say? Any 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 Good Halloween movies you want to depart the listeners with. What should they watch that's out there? It's that one. I say watch Desgasm because it's on uh, Netflix and it's fucking great. a lot of fun. Yes. Well, I don't have one that I necessarily recommend. I have one that I am have intended to see for maybe 20 years. Yeah. And then it just came out and it's available um, again. And uh, Lady in White for no reason. Yeah. So I have it on tape.
1: That's one that I'll be watching this sell for the first
0: time. Yeah, Certainly, I don't know if I have anything to recommend, really. Drawing the blank. I'm gonna watch the forest and don't go or is it don't go into the woods alone in the forest. I picked up both of those recently. I'm gonna watch those. I have the forest. Don't go in the woods um, alone. Is a uh, bizarre film. No? I just want to see a movie where People go out the woods and get slaughtered. Well, look at what you want. All right, good. <laughs> More or less. That'd be, maybe less. Less. I heard someone being hung upside down in a sleeping bag. And like, well, I, I remember. Can't. I remember one night. I I, uh, I was um, I or like, I was on a particular drug, <laughs> and I watched the Errol Flynn adventures of Robin Hood. And, uh, and don't go with the word, <laughs> back to back and I thought they were both fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> the only instance of that double ever <laughs> <laughs> great double feature alright well thanks again guys and uh, yeah I'll, I'll keep a word out in case we do this again next time so uh, until then keep on watching keep on watching keep on